Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. So the sensation in our feet is so, so important. This is something that's going to help us balance. It's going to help us understand proper movement patterns. It's also going to help us understand if we're standing on something that might harm our feet. And it's really important that we train these sensory neurons to work for us rather than always putting our feet in really tight or thick shoes or thick socks that are going to blunt our sensation and not help us understand what we're standing on. So Jen and I trust Naboso Technologies. It's a company developed by Dr. Emily Splickle, who we interviewed. She's a functional podiatrist and loves to talk about how we can train our feet to work better for us. She has some products like her recovery socks, a training mat, and a neuroball, and they all have an amazing texture to them. It's almost like an acupressure type texture that's really going to help wake up and train those sensory neurons to work for us. Noboso also has Jen and my favorite toe splay because we always talk about how important it is to be able to spread our toes. So go check out Noboso. There's a link down in the show notes and you can use code optimal at checkout to get 20% off to start training your feet a little bit more intelligently. It doesn't take any more than five, 10 minutes a day to really start moving that needle so that your feet are going to work better for you. You're going to have healthier movement patterns and you're going to live an overall better life. Check them out and use code OPTIMAL at checkout. Corns. I just, it kind of grosses me out that they're even called corns. <laughs> I don't know where that term comes up with or came from, but. Because it just kind of looks like this hard little. Kernel of corn. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, that makes me kind of cringe. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, but we do want to kind of help you understand the different types of yeah. corns. And basically what they are, they're, they're these hyperkeratotic calluses, and meaning that our foot has just decided to continue to build and build all of this skin and callus tissue in one area. My mom actually just told me um, a couple weeks ago that she has one forming. Of course, she didn't say it was a corn. She's like, I have this thing that's hurting on my toe. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's quite interesting. And you know, I mean, she really has it because it, one of her toes, it broke and she never really got it fixed or anything. So it kind of like leans in toward the other toes. Got a little lean to it. Um, and so over time, because it's an overtime thing, this friction, this rubbing that's happened has created some pain and yeah. and a corn on the other toe. And so we're going to talk about a little bit what she's doing to actually help, you know, take some pressure off and relieve that that corn, that pain that she's having. And really these things, just like how do they develop? They, it, It's a response from our body. So our body is deciding to build up a lot more skin tissue in a certain area because of a repeated pressure or repeated trauma or rubbing or friction that generally comes from our footwear or, you know, we walk a lot every day. And so repetitive trauma because of footwear that we're wearing and rubbing of the fabric or whatever your footwear is made out of on a certain spot can cause our foot to start to have this response. Mm -hmm. And especially like my mom, if you do have bony promises that are kind of pushing into another area over and over again, that just repetition. And sometimes like, so especially in populations that they might not be able to have good feedback. So diabetes, if you start losing 
that access and that that nerve control to the feet, you know, you're not getting as much sensory information, as much responses. So you don't mm. know when something particularly might be rubbing or maybe you have something in your shoe and you don't even know. And so you're continuing to walk on it over and over. And it's just kind of creating that that repetitive, excessive rubbing. And just people who wear footwear on a consistent basis that is going to do this to their feet. Yeah. Um, if you're wearing running shoes that aren't quite fit to your feet, if you work and wear high heels or a shoe with a very tight toe box, yep. um, I don't think I would ever necessarily consider what I have gotten in the past corns, but I have gotten very, very thick and prominent calluses in certain areas to the point where my dad used to cut them off with scalpels because mm. my, my dad's a doctor so he has a scalpel laying around home and he'd just be like hey let me shave some of those down for you because it was getting to the point where they just like it was an unnecessary amount of growth and why do you think that was for you i mean wearing basketball shoes and also the way that my feet are formed they tend to act more like bony prominences mm -hmm. uh, especially when i was in high school i just didn't know how to access or i don't quite have the foot control i have now so i was playing basketball in these shoes that were a bit too tight for me a bit too snug and feet that didn't weren't very compliant to the pounding nature of basketball. So I remember basketball specifically, I would get them in um, over football or baseball, even though in football and baseball, I was still wearing pretty tight footwear. Yeah. And in this like corn structure, I think what really makes it from that callus then over to that corn, it's really it creates this like translucent core. And this is what they call the conical core. <laughs> but this is really, it's almost a protective nature for your body because yeah. it's trying to prevent infections from coming in, Yeah, you know, because of this rubbing, this rubbing and this trauma that you're having. So I, I think it's fascinating to see what the body does based on, you know, trying to protect us, trying to help. You're getting this competitive, yeah. this repetitive rubbing. So it's like, okay, build more, build more, build more, which yeah. only kind of exasperates the issue even more, which is a little bit unfortunate. It's kind of the same in all sorts of tendinopathies and yeah. tendinosis. Like it's our body's response to the loads we put on it. Right. And then it just ends up getting us into kind of this chronic issue that's not regulated, you know? And so you mentioned kind of at the beginning, there's so many different types of yep. corns. And I never even knew. Same. Uh, one, I never knew that they were called corns until we started looking up <laughs> this up a little bit, um, but all the different types. The one that people might think of most often is your hard corn. So this is going to be, you know, this dry kind of mass that kind of looks a little bit shiny. And it's on usually like the ball of the foot or like the outside of the toes. So again, nature based on the rubbing of your footwear so if it's really on like the bottom of the, your feet the balls of your feet and like the outside of your toes you can imagine because that's probably not rubbing from bony promises inside it's rubbing from the material that it's it's walking on or the poor patterning of how you're walking or how you're running or yeah. how you're continuing to do this repetition yeah and then you have soft corns which are tend to be found more like either on the sides of the foot or on the fourth or the fifth toes, well, they absorb moisture, which is why they're soft. So they're more prone to having like different bacterial or fungal issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can still be painful. And then you've got seed corns, which is an interesting. Um, so this is like where isn't, you have... Isn't corn a seed already? It's kind of redundant. <laughs> oh, geez. Seed corn. Look at who's looking, Whatever. reading into this too much. But it's where you have like these multiple kind of non-painful corn so it's not it's going to be probably the least painful ones but you have kind of multiples of them on the 
balls of the feet or the bottom of the feet. And I feel like people who have like clawed toes might often get these when their toes, yeah, the tips, when the of, tips the toes. of your toes are either yeah. pressing into the ground or again, footwear that's too, too short and this, your tips of your toes are pressing into that. Um, and then you also have a vascular corn, which is essentially the, the, the corn has been there long enough to the point where now the foot or the footwear that you're wearing has forced vasculature veins and arteries into that corn and it can cause it to be very inflamed and very painful actually. Yeah. And I guess the most painful one, the fibrous corn. So this is the one that's, you know, you now have had this corn go untreated, which I don't recommend. Go see your doctor if you're starting to see mm. this callus forming so much that it's becoming painful or it's becoming mm. into this corn-like pattern with that central core, you know, because it, it starts to grow and it's growing now deeper and kind of buries itself into the tissue. So that's the most painful one because not only do you have this this corn that's formed but now it's like bearing deeper into the tissue so you already have the rubbing you already have the pain now it's it's getting just a little deeper into the tissue which makes it a little bit harder to deal with yeah and then we want to chat a little bit about like how can we start to get rid of these things yeah like they they can turn into and become very painful and it can be very i mean every time you're walking you're going to have this extreme pain in your foot if you're, it's getting to the point because essentially that mass, it starts to impede on and press into nerves that are mm. below um, the corn. And so that's going to be very painful. Our nerves like space. And if this thing starts growing into a nerves area, it can be really painful, especially because we have so many sensory nerves in our feet. Yeah. So this is something we want to get rid of. And one of the primary things that we would recommend right away is get rid of the stimulus, right? Get rid of whatever it is that's starting, that is putting that rubbing, putting that consistent friction in those areas. So that's like we're going back to my mom and what she's had to do because it's it's hard. You have a bone that that has now healed into the other toes, right? So it's like, well, what do you do about that besides breaking it and resetting, and the, resetting, resetting it? it. You, she has to create space. So actually one of the things that she told me that she's been doing is she's been having to wear the Vivo barefoot shoes. I have to wear my Vivo barefoot shoes. And I'm like, oh, you have to. <laughs> Yeah. But it's good because it's creating that space between her toes for her feet to actually be able to have a little bit more room. And that's like, I, I think people who have calluses corns would not ever think to go to be, Vivo barefoot shoes, right? Because especially if you're getting it like on the bottom of your feet or around the toes, it's mm. like, well, I need more cushion. I need more things. But what is great about the Vivo shoes is that it's not just about a wide toe box because usually that's still like midfoot that's a little bit wider. It's mm -hmm. actually where your toes naturally should lay out is wider there. Um, mm. And that's what I think is so important because it provides the space so it's not crunching into your toes, ball of the feet area. I mean, so huge. Yeah, and just doing some toe spacing activities, especially yes. like in your mom's case, if it's happening on the toes, like how Nibosa. can you start to grow some more space? And we love the Nibosa toe splay. Um, Jen also has posts out there just weaving your socks in between your feet yeah. and in between your toes and doing that for like 10 minutes a day. Just anytime you have your shoes off, throw, throw your socks between there, throw one of the Nibosa splays on, and that's going to help sp spread out those toes, give them that kind of passive stretch so that when you slip them back in the vivos, they're like, ooh, I have a little more space. And now you're actively using them with some of that extra room that the toe splay may have given you. And just a little drop for Naboso, use code OPTIMAL. You can go maybe check them out. You get 20% off their toe splay or any of their foot products. They have some really cool foot recovery products. 
And honestly, what I like most about the Nimboso too is that it's not a really aggressive toe spreader. Um, yeah. So you can actually, if you get, so maybe during this time period where you're trying to relieve some tension and pressure, you get Vivo Barefoot that are just like a half a size or a little bit bigger so that you can wear the Naboso inside because it's a low profile toe it's spread really slim. It's and nice. it's, and it's pretty squishy. So it's going to allow that space. So if you can tolerate and it doesn't create space up or if it doesn't friction on the sides of your feet, obviously. So that's why I'm saying get maybe a little bit bigger of a shoe. But if you could wear that Naboso inside yeah. your shoe, that might be a little bit bigger. It's just going to help again to take that pressure between the feet and take the pressure on the outside of the feet off. So definitely moving away from that pressure, that stimulus is the number one thing that I think is going to help, especially in the beginning when you're just starting to notice this. And then there's other ways, of course, to like start taking care of this callus, essentially this really intense callus. Uh, I kind of mentioned like my dad did for me, mm -hmm. shaved it down with a scalpel. The, the really weird thing, this is where my calluses would get really painful and where it wasn't necessarily corn, but they would be so thick that it would start rubbing and sliding on newer skin that was forming mm -hmm. beneath. And it would form like blisters underneath these calluses. And that's where mine got really painful. So he would kind of shave it down to the, the baby skin, which also is not recommended because, you know, you need that skin to also be able to mature. But starting to slowly shave that down or doing other things like like they would do at a pedicure, like getting agents that are going to start softening up some of these harder corns that you can then scrub down with like a pumice stone. Um, that's something that you could probably start doing at home. There's things like laser treatments, but this is all stuff to like talk to your doctor about depending on yeah. what they recommend and the severity of the corn, the type of corn that you have. Um, because if, you know, if you can just modify with getting better sh fitting shoes, like that'd be great. Trimming your toenails, making sure that they're not overgrowing and also causing pressure into your shoes or anything like that. So maybe going to get a pedicure if you can afford it or getting your partner to do one because Dom has done that for me before. <laughs> Not going to say it was great, but it it was. <laughs> it was great for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was well, great. As long as you think so. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, never done this before. Um, yeah. And just the, the final thing is some of this repetitive stuff can happen because of our walking or our running yeah. patterns in yeah. itself. And so maybe getting with a PT, a movement expert who can look at your movement and say like, hey, would I be getting this because of this reason? I mentioned with my feet having very high arches, I tend to get a lot of callus buildup just on the outside of my back heels and on the balls of my toes and even on the inside of my big toe, just because that's how my mechanics work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I've been working towards how do I soften up my feet a little bit so I can redistribute some of those pressures and a PT or a movement specialist might be able to help you sort that out a little bit. And we know that when you wear Vivo barefoot shoes, just going <coughs> to say it again, you know, there been, they did a study that showed that it increased the foot strength by 60%. So six months of Vivo wearing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's pretty cool because even if you don't have the capacity or the availability to someone getting at least more barefoot in your home, you know, and, and starting to walk around and feel your feet and get used to your feet feeling the ground and building up the musculature within your feet without having any <laughs> pressure or, yeah. or anything on it, you know, is so huge and so important. So slip off those slippers at home, get your feet out, get used to using your feet. There is a, a foot and ankle, I wasn't even gonna say this, but now I'm just thinking about it. There is a foot and ankle plan on Gen Health. So if you want something a little bit deeper, um, to really, you know, start to help your body and start to feel something different. Go check that out. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode and learned a little bit more about your feet. Now, if you are interested in getting those Vivo Barefoot shoes, don't forget to use TOB15. It gets you 15% off of your pairs of Vivo Barefoot shoes. We have so many people who love them, who just talk to us about it. So go grab your pair. We'll drop the link right into the show notes to make it easy for you and hope that you come back on future podcasts. Subscribe so that you don't miss out and we'll see you next time.